Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today are two phenomenal men that are definitely doing some amazing things in their wheelhouse on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. With me is Ted Fels and Eric M. Twiggs. Each one of them is going to tell you what they do in their respective areas. And then we're going to talk about to how they met each other and how they are working on the What Now movement together as a collaboration. So without further ado, let me welcome Eric M. Twiggs to the stage. Thank you, Genesis. It's truly an honor to be here. Uh, I am your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. And I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. Woo! Now, Ted. Go after Eric. Can you handle it? It's a, a tough act to follow, but I'll try. I'm Ted Fells, President and CEO of Nucor Vision, uh, an information technology firm. Uh, we're in our tw 25th year of business, uh, specializing in uh, everything, enterprise IT services and uh, cybersecurity. I'm also the co-host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. Nice. You guys have some incredible things that you have going on. So Ted, first question for you. How did you come up with the name of your business? <laughs> That's a tough, tough question. So, you know, I had a, I, I used to had a uh, partner initially and we were trying to find a name for our company and it came up with the name Nucor Systems. And I, and I thought the name sounded really cool. So we went with it until we went and tried to get it registered and found out that there were uh, there was a new core steel already in place. I figured he must have found it somewhere and read it someplace and took the name. So we had kind of gotten used to the word new core and you know they they said uh, patent and trade they said well if you want to keep new core you could take some other word put it with new core put it together and you can make it its own word and so someone said how about new core vision and that's where it came from. So a lot of people want to, you know, make it something. It's like, oh, it's new, and it's the core and the vision. Now it's just kind of new core smashed up against vision. So that's what it is. Nice. And you mentioned 25 years in business in IT. Right. Wow, that is amazing. Now over to you, Eric. How did you dub yourself? All the things that you have going on, the discipline of now, starting the 30-minute hour podcast, as well as the other endeavors that you're working on to help people overcome procrastination. So I started talking about, well, my whole journey, this whole idea of overcoming procrastination, it started back when I was in college. So it was my, it was my senior year at Hampton University, and I was having this conversation with my friend, Donnell. So that, Genesis, I have to confess right now, Donnell and I, we were a little different at the time. He was all about his purpose and I, I was all about the party. <laughs> and, but it, he, he would always give me a hard time. Like, man, you need to get serious and get focused on what you want to do. And I'm like, man, Donnell, loosen up with all that serious stuff. Are you coming to the frat party with me or not? And, and so several weeks go by here and I don't talk. But then I get a phone call from his mother informing me of the fact that he was killed in a car accident totally changed everything for me and it sent me a message that maybe I don't have as much time as I think to do the things that I need to do and and from that moment on I've been thinking about 
productivity, time management, overcoming procrastination. And it's just grown from there. So as I've, you know, I've been, I've had organizations of 500 employees that I've been responsible for, uh, 17 locations. I've been focused on this, this idea of becoming more productive and overcoming procrastination. And it's, and it's just stayed with me. So when I started speaking, that was, that was my topic. And it just, it, everything just kind of bloomed from there. That the one came the book, ultimately came the podcast. Here we are. Amazing. Now back over to Ted. So Ted, what led you to jump into the IT industry? Was there anyone in your background that was involved in IT or did you just have a love and passion for it? So uh, I went to college at the uh, uh, Norfolk State University and got my uh, uh, bachelor's in management and computer information systems. And I started um, as an intern for in the federal government for the Immigration and Naturalization Service. And there I was involved in installing computer networks all across the, the country. So when we initially started the, the company with a group of friends, uh, initially kind of like a like Eric, group of friends that like to party, right? So we would throw parties, raise, generate money. It's like, what, and we were gonna start a business. And we're like, well, what kind of business? We don't know, we're just gonna throw parties right now, raise money, and eventually we're gonna figure it out. So around the dot-com time, you know, it was like, okay, you know, let's start an IT company. And Ted, because you're doing IT in the government, you are the, you know, you're the, the one that knows the most about this stuff. So, you know, you, you'd be the president. And that's kind of how that, journey uh, as, a, as an IT uh, entrepreneur began. Amazing. And I don't mean to chuckle, but whatever you said, oh, we were just throwing parties to raise money. It kind of reminded me of the movie Friday whenever, you know, Santa robbed them and they had to raise their money to get their rent money back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about to say. Mm -hmm. So both of you went to two different universities. Y'all are both in the DMV area. For those of you all who don't know, because it took me a while to know what the DMV is, that's um, the District of, of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia. And normally Ted is wearing a hat and it had a W on it. And y'all, I am not a sports person. So I said, what's that W on your hat? And he told me it was a sports team. And Washington, yeah, Washington yeah. Nationals. Mm -hmm. so these two guys sometimes they give me a hard time but they I'm just so glad to have them in my life because they are like okay. informal mentors as well as formal mentors in ways they have no idea and I just want to wait 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 Eric she just made us sound really old I'm telling you that, that, that's yeah. what it's you know mentors and they just don't know how much they've been parted in my life that means these and are they're so much people. older than I they're am. So much older yeah. than me, and they just charted the path like we did. That's so much wisdom and experience. Like we were part of the Underground Railroad. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I told y'all, don't use the word old. You have to say your season. Remember? Uh, season, yeah. absolutely. That feels yeah. much better. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm seasoned. Seasonally old. That's what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hey. I just want to know, how did you two meet? How were, how did y'all cross paths? And did you like each other when you first met? Now, I can start. Now, we actually we met, at, we went to the same church. So we, we met at church and, you know, we, we were always kind of in the same circle, same flow. Um, 
And we would always say, you know what, we should find a way to work together. Yeah, we, we got to find a way to do business together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so finally, one day, Ted is like, all right, Eric, look, man, what you doing this coming Monday? <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm, I'm free. We're going to meet at the Starbucks at Clinton. All right. So we, we met. We started talking about ways we could do business together. And he happened to have one of his partners, uh, a guy by the name of Gary. Uh, and it, we started, the subject of doing a podcast came up. And I'm thinking, uh, well, I don't know. I, I'm not a techie. I don't, I don't need anything else to do. Uh, but Gary's like, oh, man, no. He, he's a millennial, you know. So he's like, he's like, no, no, man, it's easy. You can do, literally do it from your cell phone. You just da 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 Okay. So literally, Ted and I, we, we, start, we decided to start one day. We pressed play and started talking. <laughs> we pressed the record button. And started, I mean, literally, that's how we started. Yeah, wow. and then we just started interviewing people around us uh, that were doing amazing things. I mean, whether yeah. it was a, you know, someone that had started a, a business, someone like yourself that had, start, had written a book, just whoever would let us interview them, and that's those were our initial guests. And 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 we'd come to my office every Monday, and we'd have you know we'd have someone come and video video it, and we'd upload it and record it and. And that was for the first several episodes. That's how we did it. And and again, it just it, it was a point where every week, you know, we would be like, okay, Eric, you got somebody this week? Oh, I think I have a buddy that I can reach, or I think I have someone. And so every week we're just trying to find someone until the uh and and that worked for the first what, maybe 30, 40 or so episodes. It was tough finding, you know, trying to always thinking of a guest, but that's how we did it until the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, we, you know, we moved to, to Zoom, you know, so instead of coming to the office, we did it, you know, uh, we did it live on Facebook Live. And before you know it, we just started having guests coming to us. So much so that we probably have guests now back uh, that are probably lined up probably through the, just about the end of the year. And so it's, and it's so, you know, we're blessed that you have so many guests now that there's times that we, you know, we we normally have our show on Mondays at seven that, you know, very often we'll have a, another show on a, you know, on a Thursday evening with some other guests that we just don't want to push off until, you know, three, four months out. Okay. Um, amazing. Because you guys started from humble beginnings. You both are men of faith and you're, you chose to go in this area to collaborate and now it has really taken off and now you could choose, oh, do I want to have this guest or not? Or do I want to put them further down the line? And then now um, you guys have accomplished a lot because your podcast is ranked globally. So talk about how you felt once you saw where your podcast was ranked. I mean, I can tell, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, it's, you know, it, it, it's a grind when, you know, it's because you're, you're doing episodes and all the preparation for the shows and, you know, and then you go through time, you probably, you know, recognize this as being a podcast host. You're like, man, you know, it, is the message getting through? And, and then you see where you're ranking and then every now and then someone from Australia will reach out and be like, hey, I love you guys podcast. And, you know, hey, man, you know, I got the perfect guest for you. And it, it, it's really humbling and it, it's a blessing. And I mean, we're, you know, as far as the guests, it's literally we have 
five people a day reaching out to us wanting to be on the show from, from different places. That um, is amazing. And where's the podcast ranked right now? Is it you guys went from, I think, the top 10% to what, the top 2%? I believe in uh, you referring to listen notes. I believe we're, we're still in the 2%. Okay. 2%. That so, is amazing. Truly a blessing. Truly a blessing. And I, I think what it is, and I'm not Ted, and I'm going to let you chime in too here. But I, I think, I mean, Ted and I have a genuine chemistry because we were friends before we started this whole thing. So a lot of the things we would talk about or the way we would talk if we were at the sports bar watching the football game carries over onto the podcast. So it's not, it's hard to fake that type of thing, you know, if you have a, a genuine chemistry with somebody. So I, I think that that could be part of it. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely are just kind of friends just kind of sitting around with, the only difference now is we don't have wings. Right. Wait, so I think we could something. add that to the show. By that's way. something we could we do. If we just added, added wings to the show. It would be just like, being at the sports bar but you know it's interesting you know and i've shared this you know as, as a as a as a child you know i you know i always thought about wanting to be like a like a sports analyst anchor person i always thought that would be like the coolest job right but never really pursued it and to never think that you know years later you know i'd be doing something where i'm talking about whatever right and that you know and that's what we we say you know we talk about business sports you know whatever's on our mind you know and it's you know and I think you know and, and it's just great to notice some people find it interesting what we talk about you know and, and we're just and we're just some regular guys right you know so you know there's a no communications degree here you know didn't do any internships with you know any of a, the top you know news outlets it was just some guys that are just getting together you know, and just kind of, you know, speaking from the heart, having conversations and, and talking to amazing people. And and also just the fact of just with every person we interview, we get something from them personally. Like it's just so many stories that you hear of triumph over, you know, you know, different, you know, challenges, tragedies, whatever. And it's just, it's, it's very uh, motivational and, you know, and just, uh, you know, wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't trade it. That is amazing. That is amazing because that's the importance of being a podcast host. Not only are you allowing people to come on the platform, but you're also learning from them being vulnerable and sharing their story. And I tell people there is power in your voice and there's power in storytelling because you may not ordinarily have a, a platform to go out and share or one, a platform that does not require you to pay something because we all know there are some podcast hosts that require you to pay to be on their show. So you have to pay to play and et cetera. But then when you're actually passionate and you love what you're doing and you love learning from other people, it makes it more rewarding and fruitful in my opinion. Yeah, but I think we're going to start charging some people. We need to make some money. Just joke, just joking, kind of. Hey, so Eric, (laughs) Ted feels like Cardi B right now. I'm trying to make money moves. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Definitely. But now, I mean, and the other thing too is, I mean, just some of these stories are amazing. I mean, like, like sometimes you know, these you can get to a point where you're throwing a pity party, right? You feel like, okay, yeah. Then you hear some of these 
some of the things people are overcoming and dealing with. And you're like, man, that, I mean, and, and they're at a point when you see them, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that they've been through all these different things. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things that I always leave personally inspired. I'm like, man, if they can overcome that, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely overcome what I'm dealing with. Absolutely. So another question with the 30 minute hour, number one, how did you come up with the name, the 30 minute hour podcast? And then number two, are you guys going to get some swag, like some hats, some athleisure wear, some mugs or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, Ted and I, we, we've been talking about that. I mean, that that's going to be the, the next thing. So, you know, like, like we have a saying, uh, with Ted we had one of the things he says on the show all the time is put the ham sandwich down. So, <laughs> and a lot of the guests, you know, they'll listen to the show beforehand and they, they hear him say that and they, they're talking about it. Now that's something that's going to be on our show. But no, we, we're talking about that. So let me tell you, Genesis, if you ever need something named, you got to call Ted. Ted, Ted is the, the name creating person. Um, so the concept, behind, the idea behind the 30 minute hour is that, I mean, because normally the, you, you hear the name and you would think that the show is 30 minutes, right? Right, Genesis? You would think if it's a 30 minute hour, it's a 30 minute show, but that's not the case. <laughs> our, our show is usually about an hour or so. And sometimes longer, depending on the guest. Uh, but what we think is that, you know, the, the content and you know, the, the humor and the way we deliver it, it makes it feel like it's 30 minutes. So that, that's kind of the idea behind the 30 minute hour. Yeah, I mean, many times a lot of our guests have said, you know, they've, they've rarely had opportunities where they've been in an interview with two, you know, interviewers, right? And, and, it, and it just said, they always oh, just felt so, so comfortable. Because again, it's more like we're, we're, we feel like, we're, you know, we're sitting around the table eating wings. Right. So whoever that other person is, you know, we try to make them feel at home, comfortable, you know, and I, and I think that that's the thing that has really led to our, you know, to our, has helped us to our, our success is because it's, it's genuine. It's not so serious. It's not so tight. You know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we genuinely try to establish a relationship, you know, with each per, each of our, each of our guests and, yeah, and, and and for the most part, we've been able to, you know, establish some long-term, you know, relationships and collaborations with guests that have come on the show from all over the world. I love that because people are tired of stuffiness. We're tired of the stuffiness from the world. We're tired of the stuffiness from corporate America. And you kind of just want to like, what do the Hawaiians say? Hang loose, bro. And you kind of just want to take, take a backseat and just really have real conversations with real people without all the extra fluff let's just be human beings let's get back to the basics and as we're getting ready to segue and wind down I want to know how did you go from the 30 minute hour podcast to the what now movement yeah so interesting so and this was right before uh the, the pandemic and we were planning on doing this event Myself, Ted, and excuse me, just a second. <clears throat> Boy's going out. Let <clears throat> your soul glow. Yeah, he, was, he was getting so excited. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So with myself, it was uh, Ted and uh, Dr. Sharon H. Porter, 
and we were planning on doing this event, but everything was getting shut down. But we said, you know, we still want to work together. So, you know, and then we, we started talking to people who they were saying, oh, I've got this venture, but I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. And we said, you know, that's the last thing you want to do. You really should be asking yourself, what now? And then we decided to call it the What Now Movement. So myself, Ted Fells, and Dr. Sharon H. Porter, we got together and we formed the What Now Movement. And so now we help people to pivot. You know, when you face a crisis, instead of just stopping and saying, you're going to wait until things get back to normal, the thing you want to do is actually pivot and ask yourself that question, what now? Mm. Yeah, and, and whether it's a, a pandemic, which no one planned for, right? But most of the challenges that, you know, we encounter, they're using that plan for, right? So what do you do in those situations? Do you just, you know, back up in a corner and a, a little ball, or do you just look at what that situation is, analyze it, come up with some way around it to move forward? I always tell people you have to look at things almost like you're you're locked in a room and you have to get out. So just sitting there in the room is not going to be the, uh, is not going to get you anywhere. You're going to have to figure it out. And so that's really what the What Now movement is about is again, you know, you know, do, doing whatever you can to make it happen in spite of whatever you're up against. I like that. And, you know, Ted, based on the point that you just mentioned, there's actually people who pay to try to get out of locked rooms and it's called the escape the room so maybe y'all need to have the what now movement yeah. have your own escape the room see, now you're talking see now you're talking now you might, talking. might be on to something there, Jennifer. Uh, yeah absolutely and as we um, begin to wind down because we have about nine minutes left we're going to play a little game it's going to be called 10 Questions with Genesis, the host with the mostest, and you both will have some time to answer. So are you ready? We are I ready. don't know. I don't know. But we'll see. Hey, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, Ted. I know, that. I know that's right. Tell them, Genesis. That's right. I know that's right. Well, let's go. Number one, favorite color? Purple. Ted? Black. Black? Okay. Favorite food? Salmon. <laughs> um, uh, Italian food. Okay, so salmon for Eric, Italian for Ted. Dream car. Hmm. I would say probably a Bentley. Toyota, Cor Toyota Corolla. Okay, so Eric has expensive taste. Ted is practical, y'all. So Corolla <laughs> and a Bentley. <laughs> Okay. Now, you, know, you know why I say Bentley? Because you, you don't really see Bentley commercials, right? They just, just kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. You don't have to advertise. It's just that's why I like the Bentley. Similar to the Rolls Royce. So, Ted, are you still rocking out on the Corolla? Because that, that's uh, practical. Okay. Well, I'm going to ride around with Eric and his Bentley. No, no. Uh, uh, a Maybach would be, would be good. Oh, that's dope. Oh, it's nasty. Uh, my car would be a Lamborghini. Uh, I love Lambos. Okay. <laughs> so, four. Let's get it. Dream vacation. Hmm. I would think like Dubai, just somewhere really just out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you took mine. Dubai sounds pretty, pretty cool. So maybe someplace like uh, 
Greece. Just sounds. Y'all both agree on Dubai and then Greece. Okay. Five. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Pass or play, pass or play. I, I would probably say that the ability to read minds, I, I think that, that could be useful. Uh, it'd be, it, it could probably be painful. Oh, that would be scary. <laughs> that would be a, you. Do you really want to know what everyone is thinking about you? Man, those are some nice looking shoes. Man, those shoes are hideous. You do not want to know what everyone is really thinking. I see, I would want to be able to turn it on and off. I don't want to just, you know, just be you don't want to have, you don't have it on all the time. Right. No, that, that would be bad. Okay. You know, I'm going to hit y'all with that old school song. It's like, I could read your mind. And it's like, I know what you're thinking. That's, what, that's how Eric is feeling right now. So, <laughs> so six, favorite scripture. Hmm. Oh, boy. So, so mine is uh, it's in Second Timothy, uh, where Paul is saying, "You know, I fought the good fight, and I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith." I, and I, I think about that because I, that's I want to be able to, at the end of the day, I want to be able to say that. You know, no matter what happens, I can I can look back and say, "Look, I fought the good fight, and I finished I finished my race, and I kept the faith." You know, whatever the results look like, I can say those things. But that 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 scripture really inspires me. Eric, why are you trying to make me cry on my own show? I just put that on my dad's tombstone. Uh, oh. My dad passed last year in November. Ted, oh. go go ahead, cause I, I can't feed into the emotions right now with with Eric. He's taking me deep, y'all. <laughs> Ted, favorite scripture? Yes, I I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. Okay. I can do all things. I like that. Seven. If you could donate to any charity, what would it be and why? I would think it would be St. Jude's. I mean, that, oh man. It's hard for me to, to keep it together when I see those commercials and you see, you know, the the family, they've got a young child that's going to have cancer and the, and then, you know, they don't have to pay pay for the the treatments, they don't have to pay for the lodging. I mean, I just think that's just an awesome thing. Um, and I know they, they just saved and changed a lot of lives. So that that's one. Ted? I don't necessarily know of a, of a charity right now that comes to mind, but you know, when, the, when Robert Smith was able to go to Morehouse and pay for all those, uh, that whole senior class, like, I'd want to be able to do that because if you think about like like the debt that a lot of those uh, uh, brothers had accumulated, you know, personally and through their families and trying to figure out how they were going to deal with that and just the feeling that they got when someone came in and just said, your debt is paid. That make you want to speak in tongues and uh, jump around the church, hoop and holler. And you know, you know, as, as Christians, you can t- you can tie that to, you can tie that to something else as well, right? Your debt is your debt is paid, right? It's already covered. So that right there, yeah, that's a uh, to be able to do that, to, you know, to to be in a position that you can do that and with a you know stroke of a pen and then just change so many lives and then just think about that uh, 
that trickle down effect from each of those individuals and you know the great things that they're going to do in life in their lives and hopefully hopefully paying it forward that is amazing and you will be able to do it because it says the lord will give you the desires of your heart so y'all just keep that in mind and now we're to eight right y'all keep me honest favorite movie <laughs> oh, he's gonna don't, he's gonna take my movie well i think i know where Terry will go so yeah i would say that like the original matrix is, is mm -hmm. like mine because i mean that you know which pill you're gonna choose the you know, I just, just the, I, I think that was just, now I think there's been 10 of them since the original one, but, but I just, that, that original is like a game changer for me. And I'm, I'm into martial arts and all that too. And I like the moves. So yeah, the original Matrix, that's my thing. All right, y'all in unison on that one, Ted? No, no, uh, that was a good one, but I, I have like two. So like one is, Eric knows it's, it's Friday. Like the first one, because I'm another one. I, 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 I don't want to say that one, but go ahead. Yeah, because I'm just because I'm really a clown at heart. That just you know I can just between clown between Friday and the first coming to America. Like those are uh, are just favorites of mine that I can I can never get tired of watching them. I I've probably seen each of them a thousand times. But another one I, I liked was um was Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street. I thought that was a really good one as well. Nice. I'm a movie buff, so I got to go watch, watch The Wolf of Wall Street, but I do love Coming to America Friday and then The Matrix. I can't remember The Matrix, but I got to I got to put that um, down to go back and watch that, y'all. Uh, oh, OK. So other question. This is nine and we're in the home stretch, y'all. So are you a sneaker kicks guy or are you a dress shoe guy? Uh I, I prefer sneakers. I mean, yeah, yeah especially now, especially <laughs> during the pandemic. That's a tough I'm question. Home. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm more of a sneaker person. Ted, sneakers or dress shoes? You know, as Eric stated, I mean, as you asked me that question before, you know, I you know I always like to you know to to dress up, but I think with this whole pandemic, it's kind of like I kind of like the the more casual kind of sneaker kind of sneaker dress shoe, right? Something that you can kind of mix up with a couple different things. And I think it'll be really difficult for me to ever go back to like dress shoes, dress shoes, but like those, you know, comfortable casual shoes that are sneaker-ish. Amazing. And then this is our last question and we have less than a minute. So uh, favorite candy. Uh, so I'll throw a candy bar in there. Uh, like I like the Twix. Twix, okay. Ted, I know. All, I know all your questions. I keep putting two things out there. You haven't, so Ted. I've only asked asked for one, <laughs> but I always like like sweet tarts. Any type of sweet tarts. Like Ooh, any, sweet. Any type of sweet tarts. But then you know, on the other side, Reese's cup. I love that. And listeners and viewers of Gems with Genesis, Amaris Camp, you just heard a double duo, Ted Fells and Eric M. Twiggs of the 30-Minute Hour podcast and the What Now movement. All of their contact information will be in the show notes so you could tap in with these amazing guys and get to learn from a season perspective. Hey, they say they're old, but they are seasoned. <laughs>